Well, I think self-care is so essential for all empathic people. And when you can mindfully and lovingly practice it each day, your sensitivities will flourish. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at DailyAuthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Judith Orloff, MD, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So excited today to talk to you about your book, Thriving as an Empath, 365 Days of Self-Care for Sensitive People. Thanks again, Judith, for joining me on the show. You're very welcome. All right. Well, thanks again. And before we start talking about your book, Judith, if you wouldn't mind just telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself, your work, and what you've got going on right now. Well, I'm a psychiatrist in Los Angeles with a private practice and an empath. And so I combine my traditional medical skills with being an empath. And an empath is something I focus on in the book. And an empath is a sensitive, loving, intuitive person who maybe likes to be with one person, two people, rather than large groups of people, and tends to absorb the stress of other people into their own bodies. In addition, empaths can be really intuitive. And so I combine that with my traditional medical skills to treat people, and I give workshops. I'm giving an empath support retreat in Los Angeles in a couple months. That's on my website, drjudithorlove.com. And so I want to help awaken empaths everywhere so you don't think you're crazy or, quote, overly sensitive or there's something wrong with you and how to maximize your beautiful gifts and be able to not absorb other people's stress and learn techniques, self-care techniques, how not to absorb other people's stress, which is very important, or the world's stress. Yeah, amazing. Well, it sounds like wonderful work you're doing, Judith. I was wondering if you might speak then specifically about your book, Thriving as an Empath. I know you've written several and uh, wondered if you might share what's inspired you most about writing this latest book and maybe that high-level overview of this book in particular. Well, I think self-care is so essential for all empathic people. And when you can mindfully and lovingly practice it each day, your sensitivities will flourish. All right. And so I wanted to offer a book of self-care techniques. It's a day book starting with January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd for a full trip around the sun until December 31st. So each day there's a different thought, affirmation, meditation, or self-care technique that you can put into action in your life that day. And the point is for you to really learn to shine your sensitivities bright and not inhibit them, as well as learning techniques such as setting boundaries, learning that no is a complete sentence, learning to meditate, learning to visualize, learning to connect to nature so you don't absorb the negative energy of the world. That's the big skill set that I want to convey in this book. And so each day is a different topic, such as, quote, have I been labeled as too intense or too sensitive? How do I stop absorbing other people's energy? 
being alone versus being lonely, feeling things intensely, which is February 5th, simplicity and minimalism. Yes, empaths and sensitive people often love things to be very simple, not cluttered, not complex, fewer words, you know, simplicity, learning to pace yourself and take alone time. These are just different titles of uh, the selections in the book that you can read each day. And the book is meant just to read one day at a time. It's not, although some people are reading the whole book at once. So what can I say? (laughs) They want to get all that good information. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there any particular day that, I know you mentioned several already, is there one in particular that really stands out for you or others have given you feedback around uh, that's maybe really helped them? What's really helping them is the selection on feeling things intensely, because I know as a woman, you know, I've always been afraid that I'm too intense for people, a woman and an empath. I'm too intense for people. People can't take me. I have too many emotions. And so this section, you know, got a big response. I posted on my Instagram and my Facebook group, got a big response. You know, what is it like to feel things intensely? You know, what do other people say about it? How can you learn to embrace that about yourself instead of criticize that about yourself? How can you learn to center yourself when you're feeling sensory overload and it actually is too intense because it's painful. So I think that that selection and also on, I just turned to March 25th, which is the joy of being with positive people. It's so important. People are medicine and empaths in particular sense energy. So they don't want to be with a lot of negative energy vampire like people. So in this selection, Positive people look at life as a glass that is half full, not half empty. They are authentic, caring, and willing to learn from their mistakes. They radiate a sense of warmth and lightheartedness that makes them a joy to be around. And then in each selection, there's a set your intention. I have choice about my relationships. I will identify some positive people in my life today and reach out to them. I will appreciate how valuable they are. So it's important to have a circle of support. And this selection, the joy of being with positive people, helps you focus on that for just one day. You would wake up, how you use the book, you would wake up and think, read the selection, and then go out in the world and find at least one positive person to celebrate and enjoy and be grateful for. Mm, Wonderful. Yeah, such great reminders. And I think it's great to have that, something you can turn to daily to uh, set yourself up in the right path for that day. It's uh, whether you're uh, probably an empath or not. I think there's, it sounds like so many great nuggets of information and guidance in there. Yes, exactly. And another selection I like, and it's applicable to a lot of empaths is um, it's on February 14th, Valentine's day. I want love and I want to be alone. So that's the big dilemma with empaths. Empaths love alone time. They love to be quiet and they also want connection and love. So how do you do that? You know, that's what this selection addresses. Do you feel comfortable when you're in an intimate relationship or are you conflicted? Do you want companionship but also want to be alone? And so this selection is how you can have both. But it means asserting your needs as an empath. It means the set your intention is I will honestly express my empathic needs in a relationship, including my need for downtime and to be alone. 
I deserve to feel relaxed and happy with a partner. So that's a challenging one. I mean, for me as an empath, learning how to be in an intimate relationship and living with somebody and being able to assert my needs rather than just being quiet and then eventually getting overwhelmed and bolting, hmm. you know, is, is a really interesting pattern in empaths. So I address that you know, on a couple of days so people can learn to work with it in their lives. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your book, Judith. I'm sure it's helping quite a few people. And um, yeah, just some amazing information that you shared with us. I also wanted to ask a bit more about you and the authors that I have on my show. I'd like to know a little bit more about who or what's influenced them the most. And obviously, you're very accomplished with the books that you've written and uh, your work. Just wondered if you might share who or what you feel has been the most influential to you in your life? Probably my Taoist teacher who I've had for almost 30 years because I practice the path of Taoism, which is opening the heart, learning to sense energies in the world, connecting to the natural world, including the phases of the moon and the seasonal changes, which I include in the book as self-care techniques. So I think for sure my Taoist teacher who now is, he's having his 80th birthday. <laughs> this, oh, wow. Yeah, this, um, you know, coming week. And, you know, it's been such an honor to actually have a spiritual teacher all these years. You know, it's kind of like finding a soulmate. Mm-hmm. You know, you either find it or you don't, you can't really force it. I think he, you know, really is the most important person to me. Wow, amazing. Well, what would you say has been influential as far as books go? Any I know you've probably got a a bunch of them uh, that you've read over your lifetime and just wondered if there were any, uh, a few that might stand out that you might share with the listeners today. Well, I think the book that really shaped me as a child was A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Engel. You know, it was just, you know, given I was an empath and I was an only child and I spent a lot of time reading and alone. No, it was about the amazing journey of a young boy to find his father who got kidnapped on a planet of conformity and where all the little children bounce the balls at the same rate. And that has always terrified me, you know, mindless conformity and how he met all these magical creatures who helped him retrieve his father on this horrible planet called X. So (laughs) (laughs) that's still, I mean, Oprah did a, you know, a movie on it recently. I didn't actually see it because I, you know, wasn't, I love the book so much. I didn't want to risk it. If it wasn't good. But I think A Wrinkle in Time, you know, that had a big influence on me. Yeah, I did see the movie. But yeah, I, I didn't read the book. So I didn't have to, <laughs> to go through the thinking through that. But um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good one. Oh, yeah, great. Uh, well, what about a favorite quote? I love quotes on the show and just wondered if you might share one that inspires you often, Judith. That's a great question. The quote that I start thriving as an empath with is by the Vietnamese spiritual teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. Nothing is more precious than being in the present moment, fully alive, fully aware. Beautiful. Yeah, I love that quote. Absolutely. We only have this moment. We do. And now it's gone. And now we have this moment. (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, uh, I wondered if you might share some insights into the book writing process because of, especially because of your experience and wondered if you had anything that's really stood out over the time of writing several books that you could share with listeners that those things that might have helped you along the way. Well, I think 
maximizing my most creative time, which is about 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. without interruptions, because I wake up in a really positive state. And the first thing I do is I write down my dreams. That's what I've done since I was a little girl. And I oh. talk about them in the book. So I, you know, people say, well, do you wake up with a to-do list in your mind? And I go, not really. Because the first thing I've always done was remember my dreams and write them in a journal. And then I, you know, go and make food, breakfast, eat breakfast. And I have coffee, which I love. I have my one cup of coffee. And then the ideas just start coming if all goes well. You know, I just open up and see what excites me. And, you know, with my writing process, you know, I'm usually tuned in or I'm zeroed in on, you know, the chapter I'm writing or the idea I'm I'm wanting to get across. And so ideas come and I just make the most of it during that time period because I start to fade a little bit after that. And I don't write well at night because it intrudes on my dreaming process. It's too activating for me. So, you know, finding your own time to write you know, your cycle of writing during the day when you're at your peak, I think is really important. Yeah, wonderful tips. I was curious about the dream and journal that you have. Do you um, use that in any way in your life? Or do you just use it as kind of a ritual you have in the morning? I use it to guide my life. I went to medical school on the basis of a dream. Oh, wow. You know, I dropped, I, I write about this in my first book, Second Sight, where you know, I, I talk about how I dropped out of school. I was living in Venice Beach with my boyfriend, who was an artist, and we were living in an old brick laundromat, you know, by the beach. And I didn't, I dropped out of college. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then I had a dream that told me I was going to become a psychiatrist and get my credentials to legitimize intuition and medicine. Like, wow, out of the blue. And so I thought, hmm, this isn't very likely, <laughs> but I think I'll enroll in one course in a a community college just to see how it went. And as these things go, one course became two, became, you know, 14 years of medical training. So I act on my dreams. Wow. I I ask my dreams questions at night if I'm confused and, and I write down the answer in the morning. I, every dream I have directs me for that day. Nothing is insignificant to me. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Well, I wondered, uh, wrapping up the book writing process, if you might share what for you has been the very best part about writing books and being an author? Everything. I love everything about it. I love the birthing process. I love the writing process. I love the editing process. And I even love getting the book out there in the world and doing marketing and publicity because I love spreading my message. Thank God I have that love because I'm an (laughs) introvert. You know, and it doesn't seem you know logical that I would be able to do all that or have passion for it, but I always have, you know, thank God, you know, to get the word out. So I enjoy the publicity. I love speaking at bookstores. I love giving the workshops I do. Um, I, I think the hardest part is, you know, those days when it just isn't going well, where you're not in the zone, nothing much is happening. You know, you're sitting there and you're cloudy or your brain fog, you know, but then I just get my few sentences out. You know, and then I stop and then I go to the gym or walk on the beach and show up again the next day. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Books are uh, yeah, just incredible. I have a big passion for them myself. So thank you for sharing your passion with us on the show. And wondered if there was absolutely anything else you'd like to share, Judith, please feel free. And also just make sure, again, I know you mentioned your website before, but uh, where else maybe the listeners can connect with you online? 
Okay, great. Well, my website is drjudithorloff.com. And um, I have my workshops there. I'm giving an empath support retreat in a couple of months that you could check out. I teach at Esalen Institute every year in August, which is in Big Sur, dreamy, dreamy place, you know, on, in the redwoods on the ocean. I'm giving a, a workshop for healthcare practitioners who are empaths at 1440 in Santa Cruz in March. And so my website is drjudithorloff.com. I have an online course for empaths that you could watch at your convenience. And, and my message to you is just write. It is so sacred. You know, if you have an impulse to write, follow it. I don't care if you've ever written before. I don't care anything. If you have an impulse to write, just get it down. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense. Just keep writing. You know, keep writing yourself into existence. You know, the Writing has been a way for me to connect to my soul, no matter what is going on in the outside, good times, bad times. It's just a way to connect to myself. And I just encourage everyone to write. And if you don't have an impulse to write, don't write. It's, it's a kind of hard existence to, you know, if you like being in solitude, writing is wonderful. And I happen to like that. But, you know, if you don't feel it, don't do it. But if you do feel it, go for it. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for that uh, encouragement for listeners today and just all of your work and time. And thank you so much for being on the show, Judith. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. 